Welcome to another another episode of Craig. What's the what's the title of our show? We haven't actually formalized it yet, so we're gonna do first name that comes to mind. We'll do that for the next few episodes, and then we'll figure out which one we want to actually use. All right, you go first. I think our show is CPR because it's like Craig, the P is podcasting, and then R is Randy, but like capital C, lowercase P, capital R. I like that CPR. It's like uh, the lifeblood of. Uh of uh whatever we're uh whatever we're producing here also i just kind of like the idea of cpr it's potentially could imply if we get these shows to be i don't know i feel like there's a certain point where we'll either keep the episodes fast paced or we'll make them shorter so it's kind of like a cpr uh it's a quick a quick procedure uh, it's like a, a heartbeat to your week you know it's like three episodes oh, okay. it's like a it's the regular cadence yeah. Yeah. I will say, though, we, we seem to do well. That number 40 is sticking in my head, Craig, because you had mentioned a few episodes ago. It's not really till minute 40 where we, you feel like we get into a rhythm. It'll be interesting to see if our episodes have to be at least 40 minutes moving forward. And, and over time, if, it, if it's even possible to get them down to four minutes. That's extreme. Maybe it's more like 14 minutes, under 20, but... CPR is the top name I have right now because I've been writing it on our file names. I don't know if you've noticed, but it uh, thought of it like a month ago. But I would be curious, just for the exercise, if you think of a name off the top of your head without thinking about it that much. And we'll, we'll start the next few episodes with the first idea that comes to mind. Cool. Does that mean you want an idea from me right now? I kind of do. I kind of want. I kind of want to force the issue here and see and see what we come up with. All right, all right. Let me think. Uh... Um. I feel like. I feel like. Uh... So. Uh... I don't have a good name idea right now, but I have some thoughts. It's great. One thought is that if we in in trying in trying for growth, it would help to have either our names become something of value. As in, people listen to us because we're we're fun co-hosts and they like our opinions, and that is the value that they go for. In which case, we could use our names for the name of the podcast, either like CPR or um, like the Craig and Randy Show or whatever. I don't know, something like that. But if we over over the weeks here hone in on some other area of value, like maybe we realize that the thing we really like talking about is x and we want to kind of hone our podcast in on that one topic or whatever then maybe we want we want the name more uh directly tied to that so so i'm 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 like thinking about what value we offer to our audience and how to capture that in a name I'm glad we did this exercise because I think you could bring up two 
incredibly valuable points that I think it's okay we don't have the answer to right now. And I think that we're getting closer every time we do one of these episodes. Yes, and we're yes and we're like in an improv comedy class right now. Yes, and by doing strictly audio, we're able to accelerate the frequency of reps, which will get us there sooner. Not just in the name of the of the show, but but get us there sooner of being better. Just audio storytellers. I said I said something the other day, probably three episodes ago, where. I think storytelling is an audio first function that's supplemented by video. And I I do believe that to be true. I, it's also possible I'm rationalizing the audio first approach, but by stripping away the video, I feel like we're focusing on the core of storytelling, which is audio first. Video is what supplements audio. Totally. Yeah, so so I I... I Along those lines, do you mind if I uh, I start us off with an idea and a question for this week's episode? I don't want to derail anything that you have in mind, so feel free to say no. But no, I I I love it. I idea and a question. I'm already intrigued. And then also, if you didn't stop me, I would have just kept going down the name route because fun fact about Randy is uh, I'm not the only one who does this. I found out other. Other business owners do this too, who like to think creatively and get a little scared of the operations side is love thinking of names, brainstorming names, coming up with creative names, even if you never use them, even if it's domain names you will never use, we find ourselves buying domain names because that is fun sounding. So that's a fun fact about Randy, for better or for worse. Uh, might have to go see a uh, therapist about this. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Like the, the possibilities in a name are like boundless. Like I, I love thinking about names too and like branding and like that kind of thing, because it's like that name represents something and what it represents is like, like, and that name can be anything, you know, it's like in creation of that name, you're like dreaming about the creation of something that lives beyond the name. Um, and I think that like, that's super fun. And I, I, uh, I think that like different types of businesses start different ways. Like sometimes there's the name, the name and the, the branding and then, and then the business kind of follows that. And other times it's the other way around. So it is a very interesting, uh, like entrepreneurial, uh, philosophical, uh, discussion idea yeah I, I i agree and and also i just remembered i have I actually had a quote that i could have started us off today but i would love for you if you're still open to it to start us off with the the before i gave the whole randy buys domain names <laughs> uh parody uh you had an idea it was a question and a thought to start us off do you want to start us there knowing that we're doing so many of these audio episodes that we can just use our next prompt for next episode. And then the next one for the episode after that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm super down. It's funny how remember we were, an, we were anti prompt with the video, but now we have, it doesn't feel as unnatural to have a prompt with the audio, which is interesting. I don't know what the psychology says behind that. But I think we're using, we're using prompts differently. Like I think, 
the few episodes we we tried with prompts, we were like, this is the prompt, and we are focusing the episode on it. Whereas now it feels like we kind of are like are more conversational, more like uh, just jiving, and then we're like, what do you think of this? And then the prompt kind of comes in that way, and it's it's much more how like our phone calls used to or still work, but since we're doing podcasts, we're doing fewer phone calls. Um, it, yeah, it, fun fact, guys. Me and Craig don't talk on the phone anymore. We only talk on a podcast, which is actually maybe, honestly, a framework for people to start podcasts. Is like, take all the time that you talk to a friend or someone that you see as a good co-host and just ditch those calls, go into a recording software, and have the calls there. That might be like the simplest way frictionless way to start a podcast but there's one thing you have to be okay with and that is uh failing in public because the podcast could fail (laughs) yeah yeah it's like an interesting idea because you could potentially like use a podcast as a way of like keeping up with old friends like instead of calling them be like do you want to be on the podcast like next week or whatever and then like i don't know it could just be like a very natural way to like stay in touch with people you don't talk to often. You're totally right. And also, I don't know if you remember, Craig, in an earlier episode, I think this is about episode about episode nine. I want to say within the first three episodes, I brought up the Kelsey brothers. They're NFL football players. They're both Super Bowl champions. They started their podcast in 2022. And the when you talk to them, they started it because it was an excuse for them to keep in touch during the season. So they know that every Wednesday they're talking to their brother and that was exciting enough for them to do a podcast. Now, they had a whole creative team around them that had a strategy and, and bigger reasons. You know, Kelsey's get, uh, the older Kelsey's getting close to retirement. This show could help bridge the gap between player and post-career. There's more to it, but I just thought the core idea, they are the personalities the only idea they needed to be sold on was they have an excuse to talk every week during the busy NFL season, which ordinarily they don't because they don't call each other during the week or maybe not as much, but when there's a podcast, there's like this, they didn't say it, but there's um, not just accountability. I almost think there's a productive accountability. It, it's like a positive accountability. It's not like, I don't know how to totally describe that idea, and I think I'm just going to table this for now. But I just wanted to bring up Kelsey Brothers, really popular podcast right now. Um, I think they're really high on the charts. But they started with a core idea. Would love to talk to my brother during the busy NFL season. And the podcast was a, a way to fulfill that. Yeah, I love it. All right. Shall we get into the into the idea? Into we the- should, yes. As we approach minute 20. We're- <laughs> yeah, we... we, we- we should. I'm excited. the The first six were, uh, were might may or may not be included. So I we're well, that's right. We're that's still right. we still have lots of runway here. All so right, take us, take us. So the idea that I think about a lot is that early in one's career, like I am, like you are, the the number one focus that a lot of people have told me um mentors like direct mentors to me as well as kind of like podcasts and youtube videos like people career coaches talking about 
how to have a successful career. One of the main things that they say to focus on early in the career is growth, building skills, soaking it all in, uh, like exploring, just learning. And so if you have a huge range of, the idea is if, if you learn a ton early on, you are more likely to find something you're really interested and good at, which is like one of the biggest indicators for a successful career. And two, it helps you have more value in whatever you're doing. So for me at work, the more I can learn across the company, the more helpful I am to any given person at the company. And so I think about this idea most days. Uh, it's kind of like maybe standing in for me uh, in um, for like a greater purpose. You know, it's not, it's not like I have, I don't really have a very well-defined like purpose for my life necessarily. And so right now my purpose is learning. And so that's, that's the idea. And I bring up this idea because I think that one kind of constant that I've noticed throughout our episodes so far is that you and I are both learning. We're both growing. We're both exploring. And so maybe the value that we're providing as podcast hosts, podcast creators, is an example to early career folks on how to engage with the world with curiosity, with this growth, uh, explore um, kind of mindset and attitude. So I, I want to talk more about that. Um, and so the question is kind of a, first, I'd love your, to hear your thoughts on, on that as potential value for this podcast. And second, um, maybe there's something that, uh, you're learning right now or, um, looking forward to diving into that, uh, that you could speak to. Can you, can you can you rephrase that question there just so I make sure I actually answer? I have a tendency to not answer Craig's questions, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so first, two-parter. First, general thoughts on this idea of, of value for the podcast. Second, is there something that you are learning or would like to learn um, that fits into this idea of learning a lot early in your career learning a lot early in your career there's actually one piece of advice that i was i was told that's always stuck with me what no not always it's always been there but not always on my shoulder reminding me it was for a venture capitalist that said the first few years of your career outside of college are an extension of your learning and the best way to do that is to to make mistakes with other people's money. And I remember hearing that and thinking, there's like an ethics thing around that, but there actually is a huge truth to that because where, wherever you get hired right out of college, yes, you're adding value to that company. You're also failing every day in some capacity or every week or every month, but at some point you're failing and they didn't hire you to fail, but the reality is you are failing at certain things. So... It's kind of stuck with me 
given that I I didn't really go that um, I've never formally worked for someone. So when I think about it, I think of I think some of the challenges that I have with my own business. I think, well, what if alternate reality instead of starting my own business right out of school, I went and learned, I went and worked for someone else and failed using their money. And it sounds so like, it sounds unethical to say sometimes, but it, it, it has to be true because you can only hire someone for, for the, the knowns. There's so many unknowns when you hire someone. And I think some of those unknowns are like the stuff they're going to fail at. And, uh, that that was basically a, a tangent I went on because when I think about career advice, the only one I really remember is that one from a venture capitalist. It sticks with me too because I haven't talked to that many venture capitalists. So <laughs> it's uh, also, it, it just sounds like, I don't know. It was a unique person that I met in my life and I think I put a little bit more weight on that advice than I do otherwise. Yeah, I think that's like a, sounds like another way of saying kind of a similar thing it's like uh find a way to learn a lot at like at low risk you know it's like the risk if you use your own money is that you lose your money but if you're using somebody else's money like i am at my job then like the worst that can happen really is i get fired you know mm -hmm. yeah also, this goes into like, just the different ways people have started businesses. I didn't personally do this, but I think it might have helped me accelerate my learning curve is that for a new service, what you can do, and the easiest way to think about this is paid advertising. You can offer a, a paid advertising service where the, the customer pays for the ad spend, but you run the ads for free. So that is literally an example of learning how to learning, but failing with some other people's money because you're discounting the actual working of the ads by not charging for the actual management, but they still want to invest dollars that they otherwise wouldn't if they had to manage it by themselves. So it's kind of, I think, a mutually good agreement because it, it's one person wants to invest ad dollars, but doesn't want to invest the time themselves. And then um, the other person wants to start a service, a company that will ultimately be profitable, but they need to build the skills that are profitable skills. So I, I, I think about that example a good amount in terms of starting a company, starting a service, starting an enterprise is that it's a, I think a nuanced, because some people say you should work for free. And I think there are really good examples of that. But I think this example brings it down to earth for me, where it's paid advertisement seems like a a helpful template for working for free. But you are getting there is money that's being put on the table in the terms of ad dollars. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, that wasn't it was I guess a little off topic, but I'm kind of just going with. I'm not questioning what's coming to mind, Craig. I'm just I'm just rolling with it. Yeah, no, I love it. This is like a minimally edited uh, podcast. So the, one of the trade-offs that the listener gets for uh, for regular and, and frequent uh, new episodes is that 
sometimes we uh, we have to think about we have to say what comes to mind instead of having a well thought out answer because this is minimally edited. Yes. Also, I have a a two minute note on the editing of this podcast that I, I I want to share with Craig at some point in the near future. Craig, can I share it in t- under two minutes now? Sure. Then we'll then we'll get back to this. Okay. So one of the things as I was putting all of our audio files into our podcast host is for the most part I uploaded them as is. But there were some times where I cut out the very beginning or um, I did like n- such minimal editing. But the question I ask is, since we're doing just audio now, I feel like I've been able to, op- able to open my mind a little bit where I almost don't want to edit this at all right now so that we can see the progress later so much more drastically. So and what I mean is at some point in the future, it might make sense to have a professional editor, professional intro, outro, a music bed, so that whenever someone hears our, some sort of jingle, jingle's a corny word, but it is true. Like, like the best podcasts have a jingle that when you hear it, you know exactly what show it's from. And I just wonder if if there's value in in keeping this incredibly bare bones now, not just for the financials, but for the actual story arc of this show growing. Yeah, I like that. It's like uh, it's like we ha- we'll have nothing to lean on. You know, it's like if we want to be good at this, we have to be good at this, not uh, lean on editing and lean on uh, special effects, for lack of a better word. Yeah, and then I think about it as... Well, one, I mean... <laughs> I should probably know, I don't want to edit this show. <laughs> that is important to mention. But I I think if we don't edit, the delta between now and later will be so much more obvious, and therefore we can appreciate it more, as opposed to if we edit now, it's going to take time to edit, and it, we might edit, sh- edit it shittily anyway. <laughs> right. So it doesn't feel like the the... the the benefit, uh, the reward. Well, what's the phrase? I feel like the reward of editing now is a marginal reward. It doesn't feel like it would get us that much further than if we just keep it, keep it bare bones. Because the thousand true fans, you know, a thousand true fans, wherever they are, because at the time of recording, we haven't we haven't released this episode, these episodes. I think by nature of a thousand true fans, they don't follow you for your editing. They follow you for something else. It could be personality. It could be ideas, thoughtfulness, insightfulness, ways of thinking. I don't think they follow you for the editing. I think the editing is growth that happens probably between a hundred thousand and a million or something of that nature. So that's just something I want to get on the table. I said two minutes, took four because we did a little back and forth. Yeah. And it ties into what we were talking about before. It's like, the, the thousand true fans are there for whatever the value they get from the podcast is. And so what are your thoughts on having our, our theme very loose, very broad, but, but maybe a theme of growth and then 
we can talk about uh, growth within this podcast. We can talk about growth within career. We can talk about uh, growth within uh, Halloween social anxiety, things like that. Like, I feel like there's so many things that can fall under that. And I think that looking around YouTube these days and, and like TikTok and Instagram, seems like a lot of, there's a lot of creators and a lot of audience members focused on how to be a better version of themselves. I have some pretty strong thoughts on this, I think. Let me have it. I'm glad you asked this question because I think it's important sometimes to lay down the strong thoughts because then we can have a stronger discussion about it. So the first thing I thought of is actually not as strong of a thought. It's more of, does that just make us a self-help show? Another self-help thing where we're, we're trying to be self-help gurus. But the second thing I want to focus on more is I think the reason why having shows about growth, becoming the best version of yourself, I think why that's so popular is for two different reasons. One is for the reason of authority, and two is for the reason of selling something. So the authority is that if I talk about growth and how to be a better person, it's implied that I've already achieved it. It's implied I know the secrets or I know a secret. It allows people to look up to me. We're not at the same level. And then for sales, when you're buying something, you don't buy things that are at your level. You buy things that you aspire to, right? Whether it's fashion, you're buying for the aspiration. Whether it's the new uh, Sure microphone for your podcast, you're aspiring to have a great podcast by paying the delta between what you think you're worth per microphone and what that microphone actually costs and so on and so forth. I think there's so many examples of that, but those are the two ideas. The first one I didn't spend a lot of time on because it feels more general, but the second one I felt like I had some teeth on there in there. Yeah, those are, those are great thoughts. Yeah. I, uh, I think it's interesting that you use the term self-help because I think I think that you're you're really onto something with that. It's like self-help has such a bad reputation in in my mind. Like a lot of people when you say self, the the phrase self-help to them, they're like like what are you? Like a bored housewife in the in the 70s? Like like don't you have something better to do? Yeah, but, so many stereotypes. Very strong, too. Very strong stereotypes if you talk to anyone about it. Yeah, totally. But also, there's uh, there's tons of examples where self-help ditches... The, the concept of self-help ditches the phrase and is wildly popular. For example, Joe Rogan's uh, podcast. Wildly popular, especially ar- 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 among young men. Those young men, if they heard the term self-help, would, like, laugh. But even scoff, even scoff, maybe. Scoff, yeah, exactly, scoff at it. But a lot of those episodes have something to do with bettering yourself, whether he's talking about fitness, martial arts, science. uh, A lot of those topics have are kind of presented with the idea of like of expanding your mind, expanding your horizons, improving yourself. And so I just I I 
totally agree that like we don't want to be a self-help show but if we don't use that phrase can we do the exact same thing and be successful i quick answer is i think so because you sharing this actually makes me think of when i came across the the phrase growth mindset that might be a rebranding of self-help there's some people that have been really successful by focusing their brand around the idea of a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset, which I think it got popular from the book. Was it the book Grit by Angela Duckworth? I, I forget, but it wasn't. It was one of those books that a lot of influencers reference, and it might not be the one Grit. It might be another one. Um, but I I just wonder now is is growth mindset a rebrand of self self help? A successful rebrand. Yeah, I I think that they. Uh, I'm not sure I see rebrand being quite the right phrase, but I think you're onto something. I think that like they're very closely intertwined, and one is very positive am amongst people that tend to scoff at the idea of self help, um, and that kind of comes back to your second point, which is like growth is either authority or selling something. And I think that there might be an option there that doesn't directly fall into one of those buckets, which is it's instead of um, selling growth as a completed thing, we are selling an example of a growth mindset. So yes, we're kind of selling something. I'm kind of working this out as I talk through it, but but well, that's, the part of, that's actually part of the purpose of our show here, Craig, is that we were willing to start when everything wasn't, when the dust wasn't settled. But so I think by nature, our show is a lot of talking through ideas, which to be honest, if we get better at doing it, I think it still could be a pretty good slash entertaining show because I think some of the best podcasts, I mean, you could argue Joe Rogan a lot of times is talking through things and he's asking good questions. That's kind of his show. So. And I see Joe Rogan, whatever you think, whatever our listeners think about Joe Rogan, you can't deny the success of this show and how it's grown over the years. That's that, you know, sometimes it's important to just acknowledge truth. Exactly. Yeah. And like part of talking through ideas is having a growth mindset. And this like goes back to what we were saying in the previous episode. Like we kind of tried to, to kind of, be uh what's the phrase like controversial controversial like argue about something and right we, antagonistic Ad adversarial yeah, we, we tried to be adversarial we tried to be antagonistic and we we like couldn't do it and i think that's a sign of like our growth mindset our ability to be open-minded and talk through ideas and i think that that like i think we might be onto something we might be we might be onto something in terms of our show being something around growth as a but growth as a broad topic right because it could be growth within ourselves growth within if we do launch a business off of this growth in our storytelling abilities growth 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 so i mean growth is incredibly broad um i'm just wondering now is is every show about growth in one way or another i think that a lot of shows are about growth What's the alternative if the show's not about growth? Because even 
even comedy shows, it's about growing your audience. Like if you're a comedian, a stand-up comedian, a lot of times you do a podcast show to bridge the gap between your stand-up tours. So you're growing your audience. Yeah. That's, I, I think it, I think every podcast is about growth on some meta level. Like if you don't want to be as meta, then there's podcasts about different things. Um, but I think that like any podcast that the goal is to like educate the listener, those are, the goal is to help the listener grow. It's like another way of saying the same thing. Um, and so that's like such a broad topic of podcasts that if, even if you just used that one definition, then a huge percentage of podcasts would be about, about growth. Correct. Right. Yeah. I, I just think that like, like I'm thinking the way you, you were thinking about names, like I think, uh, I thought of another one, by the way, I, I wrote it down for later. Okay. Say, hold that thought. So with names, it's like, I like your idea of having it like, relate to who we are the r the c but i also like the idea of having some kind of guiding light like we were talking about a north star for our podcast and so maybe the very abstract idea of growth is that north star that when we're for example summarizing an episode we can say the thing that we grew in this week is x or Craig really found this uh, this hole in his his education, and he wants to fill it by growing in that direction, that kind of thing. And uh, because it's so broad, it's so there's so many ways to connect whatever we talk about to that. But if we ever run out of things to talk about, it's very easy to kind of draw inspiration from from the the broad growth topic. That's true. So the so just to recap, the benefits of the growth, the broad growth topic is that it's not attached to our names and can quite literally grow without us or, or grow independent of us. But also it's um it's a limitless source of inspiration because growth is related to everything. Yeah. Envy. Henby related to everything exactly and also i think like if you think about our conversations over the last two or three or five years like so many of those conversations have been about like ideas been about uh learning new things like what we're doing what we want to do our like dreams and like a lot of those things can be tied back to to growth and so i feel like having growth as kind of a North star for us would both do what you said, but also allow us to be ourselves and talk the way we would normally talk without, uh, without being restricted by some, some North star. Can you, can you say that last thing one more time? I might've, I, I might've might lost, might've got lost there. Like, I think, um, yeah, another way to, to put it is like, 
if we wanted to build a podcast around our personalities, we, I think, could do that. But I think it might be hard to build a following because people don't know who we are until they listen. And so it's a chicken or the egg, egg situation. But if we start with a North Star like growth, that can help people build an audience, help people understand what the show's about. But the fact that growth as a concept is so aligned with who we are as friends and co-hosts, then it leaves open that possibility to some time down the road, essentially having a podcast that's that's value, that's based in our co-host relationship, who we are, people come to listen to us. Interesting. I like how you brought up it's like the chicken or the egg problem because if we don't label the show outside of our name, people have to come to the show to figure out if they want to listen to the show. Whereas if we name it something, people can sell themselves on listening before they even know who the heck we are which that by nature is one of the definitions of growth, is getting your, I mean, product service, but getting this show in front of people that have no idea who we are. That's how that grows. Exactly. That's interesting, because it's actually, it's a little bit combative with an idea I've been holding close to the chest, but maybe the context is different. Maybe I'm just wrong, too. That's perfectly fair um, but my idea is I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what my business brand is and what my personal brand is and I've come to a initial conclusion that when a lot of people start businesses sometimes they, they put a name to the business that's not their name to make it seem more, more legitimate that's kind of like a, a reason that's been around before the internet but there's also something about you don't want to have your name too attached to the business. And there's different reasons for that, a variety of reasons. One is similar to that point of it seems like, oh, it's the one-man show. I, I want to show that I'm a bigger business. And then two is if you actually do want to sell your business at some point, which is a completely different conversation, but it's an intriguing one. It's hard to sell something that's in your name because the following of customers and followers that you built at a certain point are probably following just for you. Like you said, Craig, if we start, even if we do start with the growth theme, as it grows, there's going to be a big chunk of that audience that is really only following for us. We just don't know that yet. We just don't know who those people are yet. So uh, I'm going to table the rest of this now because I don't know exactly where I want to take the rest of that that through line but what um what do we think i mean we're 45 minutes in today uh i mean i guess technically we're like 40 minutes in because of the first six minutes but uh what are you thinking about in terms of where we're gonna land the plane today i how about if i uh i just run with this and try to summarize and wrap it up i like it i like I, I like it Executive executive action, executive order. I like it. All right, let's go. So today started to my to my memory in a conversation about names. 
names for this this show. And this is a conversation that's difficult because it kind of ties us to something. You know, like once we start releasing these episodes with a specific name and get some audience members, like doing a rebrand later on is intensive and an opportunity to lose your audience. And so there, there feels like there's some pressure here to kind of get this right. But that's the antithesis of what we've been doing, which is just straight up pressing record, seeing what happens, learning, and getting in reps. And so there's kind of like this balance here that we're trying to, we're trying to find. And I think having these, these conversations about that balance is certainly very interesting to me. And I think it, it ties into a lot of things we've talked about in previous episodes. And I think it has a large impact for the future. And so we went from the name idea to uh, this idea of, of what value we are providing in this, in this podcast. And one idea is to have growth or a growth mindset. An example of, of people with growth mindsets be that value. And so um, this episode was focused on that idea. And I think that we'll, I imagine, table that for a few episodes, keep doing our thing. And then at some point, we're going to have to come up with a name and we're going to have to focus in on some North Star strategy for this. And maybe growth will be that. So uh, follow us for the rest of this journey um, as this podcast unfolds and we will see where we end up both uh, in a few weeks and potentially months and years down the line as, uh, as we continue to grow and learn around this very show. So thanks everybody for listening. Randy, any last words? No, thank you everybody. That was perfect. Thanks, Greg. All right, we'll see.